Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I'm not going to preach in the second service, but I am just going to share a thought. And that thought is just going to be a few minutes. And uh, it's been proven not many services ago that I could do it in nine. But I'm just going to, I'm just going to share with you just a few just a, for just a few minutes, our musicians, everyone can feel free to just stay on the platform. And I'm going to just turn our attention to the book of Ezekiel chapter 47. And from this very familiar passage, at least familiar to many, I want to read just a, a little bit and just talk about something and challenge our thoughts one more time before we leave. The Bible says in Ezekiel 47 and 1, Afterward, he brought me again into the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way which looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. Verse number three, and the Bible says, And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. And the waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand, and he brought me through, and the waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. If we're not careful, we can get lost. And the cubits, and the man with the line in his hand, and the water under the threshold. If we're not careful, we can get lost in some of the verbiage and lose the message. And so I want to just cut to the chase of what really happened here. The Bible talks about a man with a line in his hand as water began to flow. And he said, I went out a thousand cubits. If we were to put that in measurements we could comprehend today a thousand cubits is a about a third of a mile and so he said i went out a third of a mile and the waters were to the ankles and then he said he stretched the line again another thousand cubits or another third of a mile and the water were to the knees and then he said i want you to go again and he with the line he stretched again another thousand cubits and the waters were to the loins and then the scripture says, I want you to stretch that line one more time. And he, one more time, another third of a mile. And it was a river that could not be crossed. Waters to swim in. 
waters to swim in. I believe that what God is asking for us today is to erase the minimums in our life. I'm not just trying to do enough to get by. How much can I do and still be saved? How much or how little can I do and still be okay with God? The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter uh, 5 and verse number 41, the scripture says, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Go with him two miles. But really and truly, the word twain, although it does mean two, the emphasis here is not, the number two, or the emphasis is not really that we would just go two miles. I believe the emphasis here is much like when Peter said, how much do I forgive? Seven times seven? Or, and the scripture said 70 times seven. And I, I know we can do the math and arrive at a number, but I, again, I don't think the number is the point. I think the, there's a principle here. And so the scripture says that when a man compels you to go with him one mile, you go with him two miles. You go with him more. You go with him twain. You go beyond that. I read an article many years ago, and some of the details of this are a little sketchy, and so I'll, I'll not try to get too in-depth with this, but, but uh, there was a, a certain sect of people that had the authority. I believe it was Roman soldiers, if, if uh, memory serves me correctly. If they were to pass by uh, someone's home that that they had the authority by law to compel someone to carry their their goods or their belongings a mile. That was the law. And so it was said in, in this article that that uh, when a man would make us homestead, that one, one of the first things he would do from every route that was leading away from his home, north, south, east, or west, is he would go and he would measure a mile because that was the law. And so when somebody came by and by law said, you have to carry this for me this mile, it was already predetermined. It was already pre-measured. And so I know where that one mile mark is. And so I'm going to go there. And then Jesus comes along and Jesus messes up all the plans. And he said, when a man comes by and compels you to go with him one mile, you blow his mind and you just get to the one mile mark and keep walking and you just keep going and let the spirit of God bless you in your efforts. I, I never heard the message. I just heard the title of a message uh, many years ago and I mean many, many years ago about being a two-mile man in a one-mile world. And if there was ever a day that we ought to maybe rehear that message in our heart is that we need to be two-mile people in a one-mile world. We're living in a day where people are just trying to figure out the minimum, the minimum this, the minimum that. How much can I just barely put in this thing and everything still be all right? I believe God is compelling us to go not just one-third of a mile, not just two-thirds of a mile, and not just three-thirds of a mile, not just to go to a mile. Because he said when you get to a mile, go one more time. And when you go that one more time, that's where you get waters to swim in. And so today what we are wanting to do is challenge ourselves as a church and as a congregation that we would not just be those that would just say, God, we want to do the minimum required. We just want to do what we can do and get by and go home. I'm going to tell you this afternoon that when in just a few moments the lights of this sanctuary are turned out and when, uh, when the, ma the majority of this congregation goes home or goes to whatever your next order of business is in your day, 
Can I tell you that the ministries of this church are not over? Can I even go as far to tell you that the ministries of this church are not even almost over because we have determined to be two-mile people in a one-mile world? And so to those who couldn't come to us today, there are going to be groups of people that will go to them and that will share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. They may be today the only bright spot in their life. The only smile they see today may come from some of the very members of this congregation. There are people that are sick and they're shut in their home. And do you know that today somebody's going to go to their home and they're going to sit down with them and encourage them. They're not going to move in there and spend all afternoon, but they're going to encourage them and strengthen them and admonish them. Somebody's going to make a phone call because we want to be two-mile people in a one-mile world. And so I pray that God would help us to realize the value, the value of going the extra mile. Doesn't it always make you feel better? You know, I went through, I'm not proud of this next announcement, but the other day I was in a in a real big hurry. My wife was gone and, and uh, she had a, an early appointment that day. And so I, I ran through, I ran through a, a fast food restaurant and got a breakfast. That wasn't the healthiest decision that I made that day. But uh, when, whatever it was that I ordered, wouldn't you know, they had to go kill the chicken to do that. Yeah. And so they asked me, would you just pull up over here on the side and we'll be with you after a while. And uh, that, something like that. And so I waited and waited and waited. I waited so long till then. I was in a hurry, and at some point, even though it was already paid for, I was on the, on the margin of trying to figure out if this is even worth it. And so I was almost to pull off, not with a bad, not at all with a bad attitude, but I, I was almost just to say, I, I just got to move on to something else when they came and I saw them coming up and they handed me the bag. And so I pulled out on the road and got on the road, and, and when, I, when I reached down to the bag, I felt an extra item. And wouldn't you know, to help me along in my health concerns was a fresh hot apple pie. (laughs) I was so glad I didn't drive off. (laughs) A manager, a conscientious crew worker, a team leader said, let's be two-mile people. Let's be, we've already got his money. We could just go hand him the sack, but let's be two-mile people. And you know what it makes me want to do? When this fast is over, it makes me want to go back. (laughs) And I hope they're out of eggs that morning (laughs) because I want that hot apple pie. That went real well with breakfast. I'd never tried that before. Amen. Let's be two-mile people in a one-mile world. Let's stand together. You've been very kind. Amen. We welcome our guests here today. and Thank you for being with us. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806.
or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.